Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Judith Jarvis Thompson, in her piece, The Trolley Problem, is going to consider a number of different problems, not just the trolley problem, but a number of cases, some of which differ from each other in seemingly minor ways, but which are designed to get us to think about what makes something wrong or more wrong or morally permissible. And all of these revolve around some sort of dilemma where the life of one person is being weighed off against the life of five. And we, as the agent, have to make some sort of decision. Now she's, you could say, inheriting three basic cases from Philippa Foote's earlier article, The Problem of Abortion and the Doctrine of Double Effect, who she lifts a lot of these from. But she's going to transform some of them in the process in very interesting ways. And I should point out here that what we nowadays typically call the trolley problem is in fact not Philippa Foote's original formulation of the trolley problem, but actually what is termed in this article, the bystander at the switch, sometimes with the variant of the fat man. So that's come to take on, you might say, a life of its own and to in some respects, replace the original trolley problem. Let's talk about Foot's cases first. So the, the trolley driver is the person who originally has to choose between going down the track where there are five workmen on the track who will not be able to get away or taking a right turn, which will then allow them to go onto another section of track where there's only one workman. They will either kill five people or one person, depending on, on what they do. And there's no way of getting out of this. The trolley brakes are, are not working. And so it's unavoidable that you're going to have to have one or, or five people die. So that's the original variant of that. Transplant has to do with a hospital where you have a surgeon who, for the purposes of the experiment, the thought experiment, has a complete 100% track record when it comes to transplanting organs. The surgeon has five people who need organ transplants and there are no organs for them until close to the end of the day when a young man appears for his, his checkup and he's in great health, he would be a perfect donor. Is it okay to put that young man under anesthesia and take his organs out, killing him in the process in order to save the lives of the five who need organ transplants? Then Foote also, a little bit later in the article, Thompson brings this up, has another case. This one's called by Thompson Hospital. There are five patients in a hospital whose lives could be saved by the manufacture of a certain gas, but this will inevitably release lethal fumes into the room of another patient whom for some reason we are unable to, to move. So once again, trading five against one, and this is, this is kind of a, an issue. So with each of these cases, 
Thompson is going to give us some very interesting variations. Obviously, bystander at the switch we've already mentioned. In this case, the trolley problem is no longer that you are the driver of the trolley. In this case, you're actually a bystander. You're somebody who's unrelated to the trolley company whatsoever, and you're walking along and you see the trolley out of control, careening towards five people on the tracks. You see that there's a switch that would, would shunt it off onto another track where one person is. And we see this oftentimes drawn with, you know, five people tied to one track, one person tied to another track, and a little stick figure person there at the switch. And the question is, do you throw the switch? This is, as Thompson has pointed out, somewhat different than the original trolley problem in that it really does highlight the killing one versus allowing five to die rather than killing one versus killing five. And she talks about two interesting variations of this. One is in talking about moral risk. She says, wait a second, what if the five workmen are actually not workmen, but mafia thugs, and they have tied the other one person to the switch or to, to the track rather, and you are being in some respect misled, they actually want you to run over the one person to save the, the five who they are. But in, in many respects, they're not worthy of being saved. It would, might be better for society if you actually did run over the mafiosa, right? And that's kind of like the villain variants that we're going to, to look at towards the end of this. But the villains themselves are being put at risk because if you don't do it and you're like, oh, you know, I'm not going to intervene here. It kills them. Another that's much more, I would say, interesting involves a mayor. And a mayor who gets himself or herself kind of a sticky situation. Here we go. The five on the straight track are regular track workmen. The right-hand track is a dead end unused in 10 years. The mayor representing the city has set out picnic tables on it and invited the convalescents at the nearby city hospital to have their meals there, guaranteeing them that no trolleys will ever, for any reason, be turned onto that track. The one on the right-hand track is a convalescent having his lunch there. It would never have occurred to him to do so if the mayor had not issued his invitation and guarantee guarantee the mayor was out for a walk he now stands by the switch quite a dilemma there isn't it and it's produced in part because not just of the configuration of the tracks and all that but because that person is only there due to the mayor having made a promise about the safety does the mayor then have an additional requirement not to throw the switch there's also the loop variant that Foot brings up, and she says this actually doesn't change much of anything. Instead of the tracks diverging forever, there's a loop, so you're going to either crush one person who's a big fat person who will stop the train, or five thin people who their combined mass will stop the trolley as well. And so in a way, the loop doesn't make that big of a difference. But Foot says, you know, some people actually do look at that variant differently. The fat man has drawn a lot of interesting commentary. In this case, the variant is you don't throw a switch. You are on a bridge and there is a fat man, very fat man, so fat that were he to fall onto the tracks, he would in fact stop the trolley from rolling over the five other people. You see him leaning over, all you'd really need to do is give him a little push and he would fall, perhaps screaming, frightened onto the tracks where 
he would be hit by the trolley, but would stop the trolley. Is it morally permissible for you to do that? This is a little bit different than just throwing a switch, isn't it? Although the question is, well, why is it different? She goes so far with the fat man as to sketch out a couple other variants. Maybe you don't even have to push him. Maybe the railing that he's leaning on is pretty wiggly, pretty weak. And all you have to do is nudge the railing a little bit and he will then fall over. You're not intervening directly. You're merely taking away a safety device that that fat person is relying upon. Is that then permissible or does that remain a wrong action for you to engage in. So those are a lot of interesting trolley problems. Uh, you notice that there's differences between them. There are myriad more sketched out by others after Thompson. Let's talk about transplant though. There's another really interesting set of considerations that she adds to transplant. And she, she says that what if instead of it just being the same situation that Foote has sketched out, these people are sick and they need organ transplants because of something the surgeon did. The surgeon was badly overworked last fall and the surgeon had to take over duties dispensing drugs while being particularly tired. He became careless and made the terrible mistake of dispensing chemical X to five of the day's patients. It works differently in different people and some it causes lung failure and others kidney and other heart. So these five patients who now need parts need them because of the surgeon's carelessness. Does that change the situation at all? Now he's, in effect, having killed them through his screw-up, and maybe he can set that right by killing the young man, taking his organs, and distributing them to these other people. She says, we could imagine it to have been even worse. Maybe the surgeon was badly overextended financially last fall. He had known he was named a beneficiary in his five patients' wills, and it swept over him one day to give them chemical X to kill them. Now he repents and would save them if he, if he could. Does that change the situation at all? So those are some pretty fascinating sub-cases to consider. What about hospital? So in the hospital case, what we had was, you remember Philippa Foote had said, you've, you've got a gas that's going to be manufactured, but the fumes of it would unfortunately kill one person, even though the gas is going to save five. Thompson says it wouldn't be permissible for us to manufacture that gas, but what if we have a variant? All six patients are convalescing. The five at risk are at risk, not from their ailments, but from the ceiling of the room. We can prevent this by pumping in a ceiling support mechanism, but doing so will release lethal fumes into the room of the sixth. Is it okay to sacrifice the sixth person to keep the ceiling from falling in? on these people. She brings up another case. Contrast a case in which lethal fumes are being released by the heating system in the basement of a building next door to the hospital. They're heading towards the room of five people. We can deflect them towards the room of one. Would that be permissible? Are those the same as the original hospital case, or are they vitally different? The last thing that she considers towards the very end is, well, what if we have a villain who is involved in this? What if the trolley problem is created because somebody actually did tie people to the tracks and says, now you deal with it, right? Or what if they are the person who created the hospital situation? And we can imagine myriad more. Does this significantly change the moral scope and the possible solutions 
of these problems. Here we don't actually have to say yes or no about any of these. We're just laying out the full range of these variations that Thompson herself has thought worth putting in front of us to think about. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.